Hello, Michael. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. It's a full moon out tonight. Actually, sort it of. is. It's it actually literally a full moon tonight. <laughs> Tonight, or I thought maybe it might be just after the full moon. I don't know, but it's really close. Yeah, I was uh, I was What's astounded how fast that, that? that changed. I was like, oh, I could have sworn it's just a half moon just a day ago, and all of a sudden it's like boom in your face. Yo, I'm the moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the big deal about the moon? Oh, you know, you get a little nervous as you're walking home in the dark, listen out for howling snarls. Howling? Howling snarls. Can a snarl howl at the same time? <laughs> no. It's well, if you have possible. a sinus problem while you're trying to howl. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose. But, yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about werewolves. Oh. Not all of the werewolves, but a significant, 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 significant number of <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, for the listeners, you're going to wonder why this list is so random. They're not all good movies. They're interesting stories <laughs> to tell behind them. But we had a list. There's, there's we had a long list when we started yeah. off. So we're going to do like one episode now, maybe like a year from now or two years from now, we'll do another episode about werewolves. We're like, well, which four do we choose? And it's just like kind of random. Let's start at the very beginning. The Werewolf of London. No. The Wolfman. No. Not really, but I want to ask you, did you watch Wolfman? Uh, no, I didn't get to watch it this last time, but I've seen him before. I, I got the Legacy Collection from uh, the library, which uh, what, had three or four werewolf films? Uh, there's, I think there's four werewolf yeah. movies. The classic. I've never seen the Hammer ones. I'm curious. I was thinking that sometimes, because we always do stuff. Uh, within like the last 30, 35 years, and uh, we've never done anything really, I think what, the Satan episode was, we did some 70s horror films, like Race with the Devil. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would be interested in doing like the first four of the Hammer films, which I think uh. were probably like their pristine, like right out of the gate, just hit home runs, you know? Uh, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, Hammer is a weird thing to me, because it's Hammer, Amicus, and, and something else. Um and they're Tygon, and they're they're somewhat interchangeable. But I, I get kind of scared about them because I've seen some and they bore me, and yeah, then I've seen others and they. Don't I don't know. Bore I feel me. like those first the, the first couple of years of Hammer were really strong, and after hmm. that they just started phoning it in. It was just became formula, which I cannot stand. That's what's a problem for me with a lot of the old Universal films, is right out of the gate, usually the first couple entries in a monster franchise are really great. And then it just, let's not even talk about, what is it, The Creature Walks Among Us, the third Black Lagoon film, which is just, oh. Right. Where he's a burly dude. Yeah. He's a totally burly guy. Walking the streets, the shopping the malls. <laughs> oh, looks like a good so, deal on goggles. So this, though, where, where are we starting here? Are we starting with, yeah, let's do it. American Werewolf in yeah, London. Yeah, I love to do chronological. It just makes it easier in my brain because uh, it's very tiny. Um yeah, 81 is like that, that big year for werewolf films. We had Wolfen, we had The Howling, and uh, American Werewolf in London. Well, everybody mentions Wolfen, but Wolfen isn't a werewolf movie. It's a phantom wolf movie. It's not no. werewolf. I've only seen it it's once. I, I can't even remember. It's I thought... urban, okay. weird. I, I'll, I call them weird wolves, really. Okay. Because they're weird. They're weird wolves in Native American lore, and I don't think that it has to do with shape-shifting. I could be wrong, actually. Probably am. It seemed, it seemed okay, so you know, this is that era when horror movies were going in two different directions. They were either going low-budget, independent, which they were geared usually towards a younger audience. And yeah. then there was the uh, the highfalutin classic studio horror film, which always seemed to be set in, like, New York City. 
Uh, always about rich cosmopolitan people and dealing with monsters. Oh, and I don't like those kind of movies. I don't like the high class, boring, uh, sophisticated kind. Uh, American Werewolf in London. And then you have American Werewolf in London, which is both. Did you hear that? What was it? The coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? Yes, I believe he did. Did you get a good look at the man who attacked you? Doctor, my memory is fine. It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about. You've never had bad dreams before? Well, sure, as a kid, but never so real, never so weird. I'm going to look into your eyes. <laughs> My friend Jack was just here. Ah! Your dead friend, Jack. Hi, David! He told me that I will become a monster in two days. The supernatural, the power of darkness, it's all true. Please believe me. Believe what? That tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people? You'd be surprised what horrors a man is capable of. Are you all right now? I don't know. I'll let you know the next full moon. I'm a werewolf. You're gonna change. You'll kill people. You'll become... I know. A monster. David, don't lose control! Control? What control? David, I can help you. No, I'm not safe to be with. You gotta stay away from me. Run! Everybody dies in it. It's a big budget. It's a studio film. It has, um, but blue collar qualities to it, and it definitely. But it has the prestigious British cast. Yeah, but it, it's a good mixture of both. It it it, um, it definitely satisfies the gorehounds. It satisfies the critics, um, and I think a lot of people really enjoy the humor of it all. Well, that's the thing that I really want to talk about. Not just the humor, but the characterization of the two guys. The two guys are friends. And I believe it. Yes. So many times we watch a horror movie of any sort, or not just a horror movie, any movie where people are like, this is my buddy. I don't believe that that's your buddy. Yeah, that's a just lot. a guy that was oh. cast opposite of you. You're not friends. That's the curse of any uh, horror movie post-scream seem to be like, what pretty faces can we put together? Well, do they have chemistry? Who cares? <laughs> right, right. Friends? Yeah, I mean, not Friends. Uh, yeah, Friends. The TV show is such a horror movie. <laughs> it is to me, by the, the way. The pure but, horror uh, is how they afforded that apartment when they were ever, <laughs> they're barely ever employed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what were they doing on their downtime? Hmm. Yeah. How could they afford that? Uh, it's their coven, basically. They sold oh, that, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Scream did that, uh, and I believe them. I believe that Stu is best friends with Billy. I yeah, believe but it's, that it's Jimmy the Kennedy after effect. Is, uh, We're gonna get the to this. Odd yeah, duck. 
you know, who's not really friends with anybody, but they all tolerate him. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that dynamic. I do. I believe wholeheartedly American Werewolf in London. Those yes. two guys are besties and they love each other and it's great. Yeah, they cement it pretty quickly because of their monologues. What, what do we call it? It's not a monologue when it's two people together. What do you call it? A bialogue? <laughs> I don't know what they call it. But the scene where they're in the I, woods I together, they're just jogging along and they're just like... No, they're not... Sorry. Woods? I'm sorry. It's the moors. There are no trees on the moors. Oh, right. Sorry. I don't know why I said the woods. <laughs> it's not the wolfman. The wolfman is all woods. Uh, this is pretty standard and straightforward as far as the... Um, the, the, the horror storyline they get they get they get attacked on the moors by a werewolf after going to a, a pub where they kick him out into the cold and say stay on the road but like seriously quickly they, what they... magic what magic does this road have that the wolf will not cross it right <laughs> that's what i want to know i'm sorry that's a uh, that's a no crossing zone I, I i can't kill you over there you're good yeah I, and the wolf is the the road is made of lava. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that movie is really just all out good, and there's a bunch of surreal moments where he has dreams. There's his friend coming back after his friend spoiler has been killed by the wolf. He's the undead in various stages of decay whenever he shows up, and it's cavalier in tone. It's very good. I love it. It's, a, it's such a good movie, and there are no, um, you know, you don't think of John Landis as being a fantastically uh, visual director. No, no. Well, and he's, he's not. His camera setups are interesting yeah. and nice, and they're they're workmen to a point. But this movie does all of its work in the characters. Is is it maybe this is and, why I like the Howling better? This is always the argument: which one is better because they both came out so close together. You know, which one's better, The Howling or American War of London? And I feel like the atmosphere of a, The Howling really, you know, really gets to me. I, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, American War in London is a fantastic film. I, I don't I have no issues with it, but I just, for some reason, I connect to The Howling better. Maybe it's the first one you saw. Yeah, I was going to say, the rest of the series, mm, it gets questionable after that. Um, no, no, really, The Howling, did you see it first? Oh, no, you God, you know, this is like that thing that we always run to in these, when we talk about movies, is I'm never sure what sequel I saw first. I feel like I saw The Howling 2 first. And then you saw The Howling? Uh, no, I think I saw American Wolf of London on TV before I saw The Howling. I don't know. Huh, interesting. That's weird. But you also might have been interrupted by the television, which made it not as Yeah, cool. that's true, because I'm almost certain I had seen on TV, because I didn't find out about the sex scene later until I was watching it with my mother. I was like, oh, oh, God, oh, no, I didn't know that this was in here. I just, uh, look away, look away, ignore. Yeah, I saw Doc Hollywood in the theater, which has Julie uh, Warner stepping out of a lake completely yeah. naked. And it's a PG-13 movie. My parents are none the wiser, neither am I. And I'm sitting with them, and I just become the smallest person in the world trying to dissolve myself. I, I am almost certain <laughs> that Doc Hollywood. I'm almost certain that Doc Hollywood got re-rated to PG-13 when it was on DVD. 
because I am almost certain when I went to the theater and saw it, it was PG, and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she walked yeah. out of the water, I looked, I was like, oh my god! And I looked around, like, did anybody else see this? And I see a mother with her two small children, and she's like, oh dear god! And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, that's, that's even it, well, she, it's not sexual except for how he, his gaze is on her. Anyway, right. it's a totally different movie. Right, but the point was sex and nudity and all that stuff in movies with your parents around. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, there's it's, a it's there's there's yeah there's two. Th- see, the funny thing is the love sequence wasn't that bad. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because at least that's it emotional wasn't. and that's passionate. It's the scene where they're in the porno theater and they cut oh, all yeah, of yeah. that when it was on TV. So you just think that he's at a regular movie. You have no idea what's going on, and you know, and then he starts. <laughs> you no, know, they're watching See You Next Wednesday, which is a <laughs> script that John Landis had written for a totally different film, but he had the title See You Next Wednesday. And he ends up working it into every movie that he can. As I say, I thought it showed up in other films. Yeah, and marquees, usually a film marquee, a poster of some sort. Um, here it's first on the wall as a nonstop orgy, as a poster in the subway. And then it's later on in the film as a film in the film. You know, yeah. In the the, uh, the special effects sequence is still one of those knockout. Thirty five years later, we're still talking about it. Um, that it yeah, beats that it beats the howling by a long shot because it's so insane because it's under bright light, which I don't think had ever really been done before. Right. Um, I was so I listened to the commentary on this because uh, I had seen it so many times and I had never watched the commentary and it's Griffin Dune and. Um, David David Naughton, uh, they're talking, and those guys are old friends, so it's it's just like they're watching. And then at points they get silent, and they're like, "Oh, wait, we're on a commentary. We're just watching the movie. Uh, all right, we got to talk." But I made a comment that this uh, werewolf movie uses the Jaws rules, which is don't show the beast very right. often. I made this comment to LB, and. Immediately after that, timing-wise, Griffin Dunn says the same thing. <laughs> Literally, about Jaws. Yeah, you think, don't see it much. Yeah, I think well, they, they first start off by just showing the eyes, and then they show the head attacking the, the homeless guys. And then um, they show the top of it as it's coming down the stairs in the subway, or it's... No, no, the guy is... Yeah, at the, no, the that's, that's the, the only scene where you see most of its body. Yeah, but it's a, but it's a, uh, a far away shot, so it's still kind of mysterious. Yeah. It, it's really well yes. done. I, I was severely disappointed at the end when I discovered it was a werebear. <laughs> um, what? I, in my head, I have a whole different idea of a werewolf, and I think maybe that's another reason why I like the howling so much. Oh, you're talking about how thick it is. Yeah, it's just a big, stocky. I expected something elegant and fast, and um, that's one thing I love about the howling is that's the perfect idea of what a werewolf is to me. Mm. But I mean, that's just to each their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, I recommend American Werewolf in London. But uh, as a side, did you like Paris? Yes, and I, this is a sticking point between me and a friend for the last 20-something years. <laughs> she hates it. She thinks American Werewolf London is the greatest uh, werewolf movie ever made and that Paris is a slap in its face. I'm like, it's not as good, well, she's, but I still no, like she's it. No, not, she's not wrong, but it is it – is, it is, uh, okay, here's the funny thing. While I was watching London, I looked up on the app Just Watch, which tells you where it's streaming, and – I was like, American Werewolf in Paris, click, it's not streaming anywhere. Well, it's because Hollywood Pictures, Disney has ignored almost the entire no, catalog. No, 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 no. Listen, here's the what's story. Up, what's up? 
It's not streaming anywhere when I looked. The next morning, I looked on Just Watch for something else, and it says Amazon Prime, American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, okay. I got to watch that. Like let's, the stop, next, let's stop the podcast. The next watch day, it. like less, <laughs> less than eight hours had gone by, and they uploaded it. Are they listening to me? Were they, <laughs> were they checking in on me? This is the plate of shrimp weirdness that I always have. Yeah. Uh, I think of something and then it's it pops up in my life. Like, I used to have that so, like, uh, whatever happened to that film? I heard that they were making that, and then like next day you see a trailer, like okay, that answers that question. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so American Werewolf in Paris has problems, but the greatest thing about it is Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. He is well, I like the sense of humor. Dog. One of the one of the guys Charming. that did uh, Freaked um, was the writer on that, yeah. and I think he injects with a goofy sense of humor. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, clunkiness to its filmmaking, and it is a film of 1997, and it looks it, and that's the major problem. Right, the special effects from 81 still hold up, whereas 97 looks like 97. Yeah. Um, Timeless versus, like, now you could make American Werewolf in Paris. Let's just say it never existed, but it had to be made. uh, London, I mean, it had to be made. It was made today, but it had to be made to look like 1981. Yeah. You could do that and be a period piece. Oh, totally. Look indistinguishable, right? Yeah. From the the real thing that I'm talking about. So it's a uh, legit sequel. It's a legit sequel, Nin- which a lot of people forget that it actually is directly connected to the first movie. They just didn't get Jenny Agutter yeah. to show up for the second one. Right, but or yeah, but it's yeah, it's almost like a sequel in name only though. Yeah, kind of like way Mimic Two. It's, it's not it's still bare bones. Yeah. It's not. It's not the worst, but the problem is the CG stuff right. and constantly having to show the werewolf mayhem <laughs> in the way that they did. They yeah. didn't learn from the Jaws rule, which is no, not no, show no. so it's, much. It's also, uh, I'll say this, it's infinitely better than Howling 2. <laughs> ah, your sister is a werewolf. So uh, so that that was just a side. Uh, the next film is Full Eclipse. Yes. So this is one of your, I want to watch Full Eclipse. I want to watch full clips. You got full clips? Excuse me. I want to watch full clips. All right, yeah, and yeah, did, you got the, the full clips. Uh, you got an answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm just going to straight up say it right now. I don't like it. No, I thought I, I liked it. Did. I thought I did. I thought it was like a way of doing the X-Men, but not the X-Men. I like the director, Anthony Hickox. Um, and this was meant to be a, vid- a, a, a theatrical release. Tapestry apparently had oh, a deal. Really? Yeah, they had a deal with Trimark at the time because they had also, I think they had done um, the second Warlock and they had done uh, Kid and King Arthur's Court. So they had a deal with uh, Trimark. But apparently huh. some issue fell through and it went over budget and Trimark wasn't going to pay enough. So they sold to HBO. So we usually do yeah, not, we usually do not do, we don't do TV movies. I think we did Duel, but technically that was also in theaters. It's very rare that we do one. Yeah. Um, so this is a TV movie, but it's kind of higher level because HBO at the time was not making their own movies. Not really. They were mostly just buying movies from other people and then slapping their names on it. That was kind okay. of their like MO. Netflix does. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, what, what do you think the percentage is of Netflix movies that are actually, like, from the get-go, it's a Netflix project? Maybe a third? Uh, a quarter? Uh, I know of one movie, and it's by the guy who did Blue Ruin. It's not Jeremy Solnier. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Star of, star of that movie. I don't belong in this world anymore or something like that. 
Yeah, that movie's fantastic. And that is yeah. from the ground. Yeah, that or Bright, I think, was. And we're getting off topic here. Here, okay. In downtown L.A., the criminals are beating out the cops. Everybody down! Get down! And for a street-hardened cop like Max Dyer, it's become a war that can't be won. We know you've got some problems, Max. We just don't want you to quit. But now he's been assigned to a new elite squad. Okay, man, what's the deal? A secret police unit. Are we talking like some sort of pseudo-Charlie Bronson vigilante? We call it justice. With a special method for cleaning the scum off the streets. Hey, 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 hey. They're powerful. Deadly. Be part of the pack, Max. The answer is no. You have to. And they only come out at night. Get out where you can, bro. Director of Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, comes Mario Van Peebles of New Jack City and Posse, Patsy Kensett of Lethal Weapon 2, and Bruce Payne of Passenger 57 in Full Eclipse. The streets have never been so scary. Okay, so Full Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, there's not much to talk about this. This is during that heyday when Anthony Hickox has put out a movie like every single year. And they're all you know, uh, fairly entertaining in quality. I would think this is kind of like, I think his best stuff is wax work and wax work too. Yeah. And those are not great, but they're fun. Yeah. You can feel like the youthful spirit in those. I like sundown, um, hellraiser two or hellraiser three. I, I'm not a hellraiser fan, so I can't really get behind that, but at least he looked like he was having fun. (laughs) Um, uh, I just remember watching hellraiser and thinking how stupid hellraiser three was just just, like, what really CD CD, Rom yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah, it's of the moment. He know the Weinsteins are writing notes on that one. Um, what are the cool <laughs> kids into? Uh, flying CDs? Okay. Uh, so real quickly, then we're, not gonna get, we're not going to get too in-depth in this. This is when Mario Van Peebles was red hot after doing New Jack City. Um, the problem is he was, red, he was red hot as a director, not so much as a lead. That's why the next few years is a lot of real oddball genre stuff. You know, you got Solo, Solo. Gunman, Highlander 3, stuff like that. Full Eclipse, I think, you know, like I said, it was intended to be theatrical, but there's serious pacing issues, and I don't like the fact that yes. all the monsters are the exact same. I didn't realize that at the well, time. Well, they're all pulled from Bruce Payne, their boss's yeah. brain serum, so uh, it's his it's werewolf, distilled werewolf right, uh, right. liquid, and he's it's, werewolf, it's werewolf forever, light. right? Less calories. Yeah, so he's distilled it, and... Well, I don't know how he distills it if he just pulls it directly from his body. But whatever. Uh, and he injects it with these into these elite cops 
and they're now a vigilante squad. And Mario Van Peebles. Okay, so the action in this at the very beginning is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like like there's a lot of over the top and very comic bookish. This is why you get the comic book yeah, vibe, yeah. right? And also, it's and, a little uh, John Wooy, like early John Yeah, Wu. the du double fisting guns diving. It's so silly. It's so really silly. When you watch a John Woo movie, it doesn't seem silly. It seems dead serious. Yeah. But well, it's also Americans more dynamic. Well, you could, uh, how much do you think this movie costs? I want to say maybe four. I don't know. It, it didn't look I like... I don't know, yeah. At the time, it kind of wowed me, but man, it didn't age well. And uh, I do like the final sequence with the giant werewolf, uh, Bruce Payne, finally. The, ch the, the change, though, oh, God, please... Uh, no, no early CGI, please. That's the curse of this and morph. bad. bad hey, mode. you know what? We have technology. We can morph it. <laughs> morph it. Morph between two things. Remember when that was like super popular to yes, do? Yes. Uh, we have the technology. We can do it. Uh, Let's morph yeah. That. Uh, I like Bruce Payne as a villain. Mario Van Peebles is a a bland lead. Um, at least this. Yeah. Cause I usually like him, but I didn't care for him in this. Um. Well, they didn't give him much to do other than no. the brooding cop guy. Yeah, right. Um, all of your partners get killed, brooding cop guy. Yeah, so I, I can't recommend this one. It's a little harder to find. I wouldn't say go search it out. Don't, don't even waste your time. There's better movies out there. Yeah, like Dog Soldiers. One of the most explosive, brutal, and purely enjoyable horror debuts since The Evil Dead. Genuinely frightening. Jaws, Aliens, and Predator with a werewolf twist. Absolutely brilliant. Thrilling. Mind your tongue. Exciting. Scary. Don't scare that easy. And funny. I'm sold. A horror film with bite. You are. I'm in the closet! A bitch of a werewolf movie. My dad! Dog soldiers. It'll blow your house down. You know what? I'm going to be the one who says the thing that no one likes and gets kicked out of the room. I'm only okay with dog soldiers. I saw the first time. I was... Okay, here. So when it premiered on Sci-Fi... I was, um... What? That's I, how you saw it? No, 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 hold on. I saw it on Sci-Fi, but I was also invited to go to the drive-in the same night to go see, I think, Reign of Fire and Signs. And I was like, mm, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to tape Dog Soldiers. And I just remember, for some reason, being, like, torn. I was like, God, I really want to see Dog Soldiers. I want to see Dog Soldiers, like, right now. Because the trailer really sold it. And I mm. watched it, and I was like, oh, well, eh, it's okay. Now, how are you on Siege movies? Yeah, you know, I love Siege movies. For some reason, I just didn't feel this one. I think maybe it's too claustrophobic. They didn't have enough room to move, which made it kind of uh, repetitive. Hmm. Because mm. I just got the thanks to you. You told me about Hamilton Books, and they had the first look version of the film, which is probably a better uh, transfer, Blu-ray, than the Shout Factory version which um people always have complained about the shout factory one and then i looked it up and they were like yeah the first look features is, is a better transfer so i was like ah and it's five dollars yes oh, thank okay. you michael for the heads up <laughs> I brought so you I books. 
I got it, and it's true. It's it's still a murky looking film, but it's like shot on sixteen millimeter, blown up to thirty five yeah. or something. And it's um, a, I'll say this: it's a scrappy it's little a film. Cheap film. Yeah, it's scrappy. You got it. Hey, but here's the thing, dude. Hmm? I love two of the actors. Love them: Sean Pertwee playing Sarge. Yeah, he's good. And Kevin McKidd, who I love from Train Spotting. He's the tragic figure. Guy gets hooked on heroin after having been completely straight. I have never. And then he gets he dies. Um, yeah. He's he's a goober goofy dude in Train Spotting, right? So that's where I know him from. And then this was a revelation. Wait a minute. Yet again, the same thing. An actor can act as a totally different type of person. What? <laughs> and that's what happens with Kevin McKidd. But the thing with Kevin McKidd is, from Dog Soldiers onward, he's become for me, one of the manliest, coolest looking dudes on the planet in subsequent roles. Like, this was his uh, Michael, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dead Zone? Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. Anthony Michael Hall flip, where he was just goobers, goobers, goobers. Oh, gotcha, and gotcha. then he has this one role, Johnny B. Good, in which it was like, hey, he's not a goober anymore. What? So it's similar to that. But uh, yeah, he. he and Sean Pertwee are, like, super cool in this movie. That was when there was a moment there where Sean Pertwee was getting a lot of work, like studio work. Mm-hmm. And it seems like – I think he's on Gotham now as Alfred. But other than that – Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. But, but... Uh, for all you massive nerds out there, his dad was one of the Doctor Whos. No, okay. That makes a lot – okay, I got you now. Yeah. 30s. John Pertwee. Yeah, yeah, 70s, I think. Um, I never yeah. really watched Doctor Who, so I don't know the show very well, but I need to get on that. Um, uh, Dog Soldiers, what I appreciated now that I didn't appreciate before. See, I think for some reason the trailer on TV sold it as this nonstop action film. There is action film action, but like you said, it's, it's low budget, so they can't do a whole lot of really cool angles and big action no. sequences. So they do. It's really tight, claustrophobic. Yeah. The Jaws rule, and it's like, uh, look, the Jaws rule is simply this don't show the monster until you need to show the monster. That's the Jaws rule. Yeah, and that's and the werewolf that I'm does, looking for. That's the werewolf that I envisioned, the one that's in the Howling. Yeah, so this – I was going to ask you about this. The type of werewolf that this is is the long, lanky, skinny, sinewy one with the big wolf head, right. uh, pointy wolf head. And that's the kind that you always imagine. Yep. I'm wondering, is it because of Season of the Werewolf? What is that Stephen King book? Uh, it is well. No, actually, I didn't read that till later. Uh, uh, Cycle of the Werewolf, but that—that's that's the way I want to see it. Um, no, it's actually from. This is really weird uh, and obscure, but um, in 1986, for the 25th anniversary of Marvel Universe, they did, they released this huge, like, 14 issue guide to every major character in the Marvel Universe, and I only ever got the last issue, and then I got all the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead trilogy is amazing. It tells you how every single character in the Marvel Universe has died. Uh, but Werewolf <laughs> by Night is in that last issue, and they show his three. Oh. They throw. They show his three stages of transformation, and one is the one that everybody knows that they did all throughout the seventies, where he's just yeah. like the old Universal Wolfman, which I always thought yeah, was boring. Yeah, that's the one I love. I lo- no, I love that. I just one. I can't. I know. Furry dude. Nah. Nose. Yeah, no, I love him. No, 90s. Uh, I'm sorry, in the 80s, he went through some, a severe transformation. I can't remember why, but that's when he was like the big, lanky, muscle-bound. You know, uh, that's the version I had seen, and I was like, oh my god, that's so captivating. And that's the version huh. I think. That's why it's locked into my brain. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's what you got with dog soldiers. Um, there's a setup about a silver letter opener at the beginning, which almost seems awkwardly tacked on at the beginning, but then it comes to fruition later on, comes back around, and I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I, I get it, I get it. But I, I, I'm i like, what do these people have to do with the other people? Yeah. Oh, oh, It takes oh. a while. I um, It takes a It's like literally the last five minutes of the movie where it becomes relevant. This is where the movie <laughs> bothers me, and I think – Okay, so this time I appreciated the humor more, but there's a thing that bothers me about movies like this and like Layer Cake, Train Spotting, and stuff like that. Um, and I've only seen Train Spotting once, so I should revisit it. But there's this bro thing that goes on, the super macho, um, super tough, I go talk like this, you know, I don't know. And the way they kind of all treat each other shitty, I don't like that attitude. What? It's the same thing. Train Spotting doesn't have that, by the way. I, I can't. To be fair, I can't remember the movie. You're talking. I, think you're talking snatch and i think oh, you're talking yeah. okay i am but that talking, bugs me um, i don't like that movie. yeah i just yeah. can't stand that stuff and it really bugs me and it's like the boondock saints of uh, england you know the super over macho bull crap that i can't deal with and well no here's what you've got and why it works here more well and why it works in all the movies that you mentioned but you're just not part of that lifestyle so you mentioned like you, you meant to mention Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrel, where they kind of rib each other. They're all street toughs, right? So that's yeah. not a kind of life that you're It's part boring of. to me. That's you why I think I that. love Ollie G you so have to, much. You have to bury your teeth. You have to bury your teeth and bite into another guy every so often if you're in that street life. I, mean, yeah. I assume I'm not part of it. But um, military is a lot of that. Yeah, I imagine so. And neither of us are in the military. I've been around the military. Maybe this uh, maybe this is why I didn't fit in in surveillance because all those guys were ex-military or ex-cops. I was the only person there that had not served. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Right. I'm the only person who didn't serve. They're all serve. soldiers. I was a techie. They're all soldiers. Yeah. So soldiers are very much raised to be able to bare their teeth and bite into each other every so often. It actually kind of keeps them strong. There's a purpose for it. But when you come at it as bro, dude, bro, yeah. talking crap at, oh, about each God. other. Oh, God, do you have any idea how many times I heard the F there's... word? I'm talking the one with the followed with two Gs. <laughs> you know, F-A-G-G-O-T. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. You can say it. I, well, no, <laughs> I don't like saying it because then it makes it sound like I'm the person who's the, you know what I mean? But they would call no, each other it that. No, it doesn't. Look, I know, if I know. you're referencing word, you don't have to. Yeah. Like, you're referencing a thing. Yes. You can tell when a person is really, like, joyfully doing it yeah but it sound um, like you're joyfully doing anything that's the thing that i kept hearing that and it was just like stuff like that just like this constant like oh and the racial epitaphs holy crap um yeah. what in what movie no no no, no 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 in in surveillance <laughs> in surveillance that's oh what, okay yeah those guys yeah, are just yeah, some rockets, no. but yeah that, yeah i would just be like you know what they're they're old they're stuck in their way they're yeah they were all change. very old i was the only person there under 40 <laughs> so yeah, well, Dog Soldiers, though, is, I think, really strong with the character work. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but it kind of reminds me of Evil Dead. Like, that go uh, for, that go probably, for broke, you know what? just you know, non-stop, like, go, 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 pound, 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 you know, with the... Neil the... Marshall is a, a director who loves genre films, so you bet your butt he pulled from his... Um, Video uh, love, nasties. Oh, <laughs> yeah, video nasties in particular. Yes, yes, you bet it. 
he's he's a Northern Englander at least. I don't know if he's Scottish, but I think he's Scottish, and he's he's a pretty solid director. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call him an auteur in the current version of it, like Wes Anderson is an auteur, um, but you can tell when he works, he does a good job. He does a really good job. Um, this though, you're you're just not the the the, the soldierness of it pushes you away yeah i think so what about predator then yeah weird huh well now as an adult i kind of just want to see them die because <laughs> they're, they're pricks <laughs> right right well, i mean that's the rule there but here you notice that these guys they're aren't not pricks. they're not they're just... I'm, I'm getting better with this film uh the i think it's the third time i watched it i liked it better this time okay okay good so you're you're a plus like you're like a b minus right Okay, okay. Whereas before I, like I was a like a C minus. I was like, eh, it's okay for a one time watch, but I was kind yeah. of underwhelmed. All right, B plus for me. All right, okay. final uh, film. The most tro- <laughs> the most troublesome. Dirty. I suggested this to you, but I hadn't seen it since it came out. And then I remember texting you as soon as I was done with it. I was like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> the movie is 2004's Curse. <laughs> are happening. Things I can't explain. Ellie, what's wrong? Just having a really bad day. Can I help? Last night, a young woman was attacked and killed. regular dog something's wrong the only way you can break the curse is to kill the person who started it all oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to scare you i just i needed to talk to you Or 2005, depending on when it <laughs> delayed, 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 delayed. So, Cursed is an appropriately just a titled stupid movie. werewolf movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a stupid werewolf movie. Christina Ricci and her brother, uh, uh, the, the guy from Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Jesse, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg is her brother. Joshua Jackson is her boyfriend. Um, uh, Judy Greer is her office rival. She. This is some of the worst acting I've ever seen. It is. It's brutal. It's, it's absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Christina Ricci is just really Woo! bad. And I've seen her do really good work in Black Steak Moan. She's great here. Not great at nope, all. And what no. is she doing? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, is That's not the cast it started off with. I mean, they, they shot, what? what, four months of it and had to stop production and rewrite. And so many things fell out during that time. 
Uh, Nev Campbell was the lead. Um, the boyfriend <laughs> I was. I can believe that now. Okay, so wait, she's the assistant or something like that to Craig Kilborn for the Craig Kilborn show. What a of the moment a dumb idea to put in the. <laughs> he has a cameo appearance here, and he's playing uh, Craig Kilborn. But also, um, his guest, which is a subplot in the film, which is a missed opportunity, is Scott Bayo which they could have just made him the werewolf and called this movie Beowulf. Oh, my God! Ah! <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> okay, end of the episode. We gotta end there. That's perfect. <laughs> Dude, tip of my wife to LB because... Tip of my hat to my wife, LB, because she is the one who said that the first time we watched it. Um, well, you know, that's originally supposed totally to be... Totally missed opportunity. It was supposed to be Corey Feldman. So this is what happened. So in the delay, Skeet Ulrich was supposed to be the boyfriend. He dropped out. Nev Campbell dropped out. Um, And then they had to go reshoot stuff. Corey Feldman wasn't available. I feel like a couple other people dropped out. I I should have done the research on this because I remember being fascinated by it. Because at the time, I don't want to name names, but we worked somebody um, related to um, someone involved heavily in this film. And we would hear the horror stories behind the scene. Um, Well, uh, hell, we're going to have to say it anyway because there's another story to this. My sister has a t-shirt signed by the producer that says Cursed 4. What does that mean? It means that by the time they were done shooting, they had almost completely reshot the film three times. And so they were joking that they were going to have to go back again for a Cursed 4. Now, who is the director of Cursed Wes Craven. Oh, wait, what? Yes, and we all know. Maybe maybe we don't all know, but I'm going to go make it very clear right now that I do not like Wes Craven's bold big body of work it's pretty troublesome i dude. like i like one or two movies three yeah. movies i don't know maybe five if you make me to tell you the truth the only ones that he seems to really be invested in instead of just taking a paycheck are what nightmare and nightmare. uh the new nightmare new nightmare yeah and then after yeah. that it just seems like he didn't he was just there to get a paycheck red eye might be good I haven't seen it for. Oh a long no, time. Red Eye's fantastic! I, I forgot. I just watched. I thought that. that it was credible, right? Yeah. Um, decent. Uh, and any of his other horror? Oh, I like Shocker, but I like Shocker in spite of Shocker. Oh god, dude! <laughs> of all of all of the spat of movies from the '88, '89 year uh, of um, people who got killed by electric chair and came back, that's probably the worst. No, it's not. Oh, horror god. show is the worst. I just said there's. Like, Shocker has some bonkers stuff that I do enjoy. Anyway. Yeah, so look at this on Wikipedia here. Cursed. Cursed was originally planned for October 2003. So that's... Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Rick Baker was originally the special effects man who got fired. No, no, he quit. Hold on a second. What? No, they did did fire him. Who fires Rick Baker? (laughs) You know why? Because he's the boss, right? Yeah. Rick Baker is the boss. And he's like, No! No, no. I, I had no. I had I had read that he left because he was very mad about that they wanted to change the, the special effects. So it says yeah, here that he was fired because first off they wanted to change it from PG thirteen to R, so they were going to cut down a lot of the special effects that he had done, uh, and then they were going to replace yes. the werewolves that he had created with computer generated ones. But we've seen in the movie where there's physical and CGI, and they don't melt yeah, together. Yeah, so at all. They, you do marriage between, and they can do it really great now. And that's actually the ideal. So you have uh, ADA, Studio ADI, uh, you have Rick Baker. They all chime in and say, what you want to do now is marry between digital and practical. You don't get rid of practical. 
you use also, you make the practical so that the CG people can reference it right. and make it work together. That's the ideal. And studios back then didn't have that insight. Yeah, it says they here, just wanted to do it cheaper. Here, it says have here a the werewolf budget run on the ceiling. Is $38 million. The budget is $38 million. I know for a fact from hearing it from the source is that it costs nearly 70 because of so many reshoots. Wow. Yeah, and this led to uh, the Weinsteins being removed from Miramax. Wow. Because they're probably meddling the whole time. Mm hmm. Well, that and their movies ah. really, the budget started going crazy. And, um, oh, here it is. Here's the original cast. Um, like the two I mentioned earlier Mandy Moore, Omar Epps, Ileana Douglas, Heather Legenkamp, Scott Foley, Robert Forster, and Corey Feldman all had to be replaced. What? Robert Forster was nope. in it? Yes. Who was he, you think? Maybe they, re uh, they wrote his character he, out. We don't want old people. They wrote his character out. You know what he was? He was a cop. That's what he was. But it's Robert Forster, and we love Robert Forster. We, being me and my wife, we uh -huh. love Robert Forster. Uh, and I don't know if you do, but I'll almost watch anything that he's in. Holy crap, they shot 90% of the movie. <laughs> they shot 90% of it. Where is that? And Weinstein, Weinstein said that he was happy with the film, then later changed his mind and ordered the, the entire movie to be reshot. Ah, how does... You know what? Maybe this is why Wes Craven just gave up on everything. Yeah. That's why he did sold, my soul to take. <laughs> wow. I just it's, it's a shock because I know that he wanted to get out of horror films because he had done that one with... Um, Meryl music Street. from the heart. Yeah, music from the heart, which got Oscar nominations, and it didn't do big money, but it you know got enough acclaim, and that's usually what can work. You know, like Hurt Locker didn't make much at all, but you know it got so much acclaim that everybody in it got you know a lot of good work afterwards. But um, then he had cursed. No, I'm sorry, he had Scream Three, and he wanted it to come out Christmas in '99 because he wanted the whole uh, next decade to be movies that weren't horror films, and I ah. You know, then he did this. I don't know why he did Cursed. I really don't understand. It was just such a huge paycheck. He couldn't turn away from it. But, you know, the next year he came back with Red Eye, which is a phenomenal film. Um, well, Cursed is written by Kevin Williamson as well from Scream. Yeah, that's And it problem. is literally the the worst writing, dialogue-wise, that you can come up with. People... There's also a very funny uh, – Kevin Williamson's a gay dude, if I'm not mistaken. And there's Correct. a character here, made played by Milo Ventimiglia. And I'm going to spoil it. He is a homophobe. He's a self-hating homosexual. So he's a homophobe, constantly calling Jesse Eisenberg a gay guy and all that stuff um, as a slur and all the other slurs that go along with it. And then Jesse Eisenberg beats him up in, in wrestling and calls him out and says, like, it sounds like you got some pent-up homophobic rage against you. You're, maybe you're homo a homosexual. Maybe, maybe, I'm just saying. So that's a plot point. Milo comes to his house and confesses, yes, I'm gay. How did you know? Which seems to be like a, ha-ha-ha, bro-jock, gotcha, you're gay fantasy that people seem to have yep. against homophobic people, which is weird. Because it seems to undercut the whole thing of gays okay. Yeah, like mocking it now. It's it's a very strange movie. The whole thing feels fake. I can't believe that we were so fascinated by Kevin Williamson's writing. It works for the first scream. Oh, you were? There no, I mean no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying in general, no, but you know, is good. and everybody was crazy really about Dawson's Creek 
You know, and there was Killing Mrs. Tingle. I mean, what, what's some of the other stuff he wrote? Uh, uh, Killing Mrs. Did... Tingle was his own direction, and oh, it didn't awful. work either. God. Uh, um, the problem is he stopped uh, talking like normal people talk the second Dawson's Creek came out. It's all of a sudden like wow, taking yeah. this super escalated, almost like his idea of Shakespearean for the New Age way of talking. Nobody talks like that. Mm. And that's the thing is he seemed to be fascinated by his own voice. Um, and it doesn't yeah. work. I watched Scream 4 and going, this feels like a pale parody, like an imitation of the Scream movies written by Kevin Williamson. I just, I, I thank God Aaron Kruger took over on Scream 3 because you could tell by then he was just exhausted. He, he, he had nothing new to say. And a lot of his stuff is based on previous works. And you're just like, oh, you're just, you're just aping other things. This isn't working. Yeah. It yeah, really does not work is, in Cursed. Is, yeah, this is bad. This I like Joshua bad. Jackson, though. I think he's pretty good. Jesse Eisenberg's fun, but the dialogue... Jesse Eisenberg is the most credible actor here. He's the only person that is actually doing the job. Yeah. Uh, I think Joshua Jackson, you just like him. I just like him as a person. Yeah. I, his dialogue was terrible, right. though. Just, oh, my God. He was saying yeah. stuff. I was like, oh, I'm not convinced. <laughs> and Right. And Judy Greer. Jeez, is... man. That's so painful. Just so painful. Yeah, but look. Look, I was happy to see her getting a bigger yeah. profile Yeah, I mean, I like her, but now, yeah. Now hers Hers is like the her role is the the supporting character that you you always see. She's she's that um, she does the, the work too. But here it's such a cartoon version of a bitch. It, it feels like okay. So you know how in Hong Kong movies, especially like the uh, who's the guy who did uh, Rumble in the Bronx? He did the Mr. Magoo movie. Uh, uh, Tong Stanley Tong, I think. Okay, yeah. It's it's that subtle. <laughs> it's that level of subtle <laughs> the acting. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. It, are they evil? I can't tell. Are they evil? Let's reshoot that. Make it bigger. Bigger. And then you're like, oh, Joshua Jackson is obviously the werewolf. I mean, because he is. LB kept on pulling, pulling that out, and I'm like, I don't know, LB. Is he? Is he? Maybe there's a different werewolf. And there is. There's two werewolves. Yeah. And so, like, I like they the... trick. <laughs> but. They still missed out on Beowulf. Yeah, I love. Uh, I do love the fact they bring back the pentagram in the hand, which they don't do much in werewolf movies anymore. Oh no, they don't do it at all. So that was actually a good throwback. Yeah, it's too. in the TV show. I don't know if you ever watched Werewolf the TV show, which is basically Incredible Hulk with a werewolf. Um, it's a seriously, it's the same show. Um, but he had and like this. Boring. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, he had the bleeding pentagram whenever he was about to change. Yeah. Well. So <laughs> that's it. We got two nays and two. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I really, the funny thing is your selections are the good ones. Mine are thorough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Michael, so, that's par for the course. Yeah. I think any listener will understand. I'm usually, <laughs> you love the schlock. But, you know, we, we originally intended this show to be where we just suggested only good movies that maybe you had forgotten about or, or, or completely You know missed. what, though? If, <laughs> if it comes down to something is too interesting, like Cursed is just too interesting, we can do it. I don't have to like the movie. Yeah. I don't have to. I know, but this. but, the, but, I mean, but here's the thing, like though, is that it. then it goes over to trash cinema. I mean, what, no, how do I, I separate the do two shows? Either. I don't want to just talk yeah. crap about something. No, no, no. But, so um, anyway, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, how? Yeah. We'll, we'll be back that's... sometime with four more werewolf films because there's still a few out there that we haven't got to. I, I really want to talk about. Sure. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Stick to the moors. Stick to the moors. <laughs> wait, wait. What, what is it again? Stick to the... Don't go the to the moors. The moors is the bad idea. Stick Don't to go to the moors. Stick to the road. It's Stick the to road. the road.
I'm an idiot. <laughs> Speak to the Morris. That's 